lot of people don't believe that, but I still believe that long form content actually has a lot more benefits. So you write long form meaty content, which is addressing the problems of what your customers are looking for. You're actually giving them a solution. That is also something that I have looked and have found that to be much more relevant nowadays. People are looking for a solution. Welcome to SEO Unveiled. Uh, I'm Clay Kramer. Today, I've got a great guest for us, uh, Aditi Bishwas. Uh, she works as an SEO content manager with Mo Engage, and she has 12 plus years experience in SEO writing, content marketing, blogging, social media marketing, uh, email marketing, customer focused marketing. Oh my God, optimizing businesses for search engines. She, she, she loves doing it all. It's not just that. She makes impact happen. I mean, I, I read this bio, the first time I read this bio, I was like, whoa. So she's more than doubled organic traffic impression and, and click-through rate for AirMeet hub pages in just three months. And then she 5X organic traffic from a rebranding of Rev in November of 2020. Oh yeah, and social media impressions rose 45%. How could I forget that? And um, she also helped drive engagement by increasing uh, DAU, so um, daily active users' time spent in Healify from 10% to 45% in just a few months. So I'm I really I'm really excited to have Aditi here today on the show. She's got a really powerful insight on content. Um, how how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Clay. How are you doing? And thank you for such a warm welcome. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited because because I feel like you've got a cool cool insight that's going to be really helpful to share. And, you know, one of the first things that I like to like to start out with is how did you get into this, you know, kind of SEO or content space? Uh, okay. <laughs> so basically, uh, when I started off, I started off as a content writer, uh, was exploring. I always liked writing. I mean, I somehow always ended up writing like poems, essays and all of that. So, and uh, when I joined a particular small company in Kolkata, I mean, I started there and uh, there I started as an SEO content writer. Uh, this was way back in 2009 when SEO was all about like spamming your blogs with keywords and probably like clicking your website, like because that's how traffic started growing and ranking. Yeah. So from there, I think I moved on to a pretty much, much more uh, clear path wherein I've talk, like, you know, moved into a path wherein I mix my content strategy with SEO so that like, you know, there is a lot more conversions, there's a lot more traffic, there's a lot more impact on the website as well as the overall uh, results that we want to get, like whether it's downloading an ebook or whether people you want to, them to sign up or, you know, you just want them to attend a webinar. So yeah, that's, that's, that's what been my role for the last 12 years. And currently I'm working with Mo Engage. It's a customer engagement platform. Uh, I'm working with the content team out here to work on their SEO strategies and make sure that you know, we are killing it in every asset and every content that we are writing. So yeah. Yeah, I mean that's great. You know, we don't we, we I, I don't always get to talk to a lot of content writers, so I'm really excited because I feel like you've got a great perspective, because you know it, it, a lot of SEO is driven by content, and so getting an insight uh, like this is really helpful. And you know, one thing that I I wanted to to start out with is you know what trends in general are you noticing in SEO right now that you're really excited about. Oh, uh, okay. One of the ma major, major trends that I have noticed from a shift from when I started to now is that how we look at keywords. 
because when it comes to keywords, it's not any more of like, you know, just write keywords, just write like, you know, various variations of the keyword variations and just include all the LSI keywords and you're done. Right now, it's more about mapping the intent of that keyword with the content that you're writing. So if the, the intent is something like which is more commercial in nature, like, you know, you're very being, they are uh, problem aware, but they are not solution aware. Uh, and the keyword is like that. So the content also needs to focus on those kind of uh, like, you know, problem problem solving solutions, right? Ben, uh, another one more important trend that I have noticed over the past few years recently is the kind of content and the way the content writing has changed, right? Like before it was a very standard 500 articles uh 500 word articles sorry uh yeah. where you publish to every possible uh black like you know every possible site i don't know if you've heard of design articles and all of that i i think i'm pretty much my profile is still there but yeah uh we used to write like a bunch of articles like day in day out like like you know push out like 15 articles in a day probably that's in the we were just hashing out articles but nowadays I've seen that article, the way you approach a blog piece or a content piece, or even an ebook for that matter has completely, completely changed. Wherein like, you know, now your blogs are much more longer forms. I know all, 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 a uh, lot of people don't believe that, but I still believe that long form content actually has a lot more benefit. So you write long form meaty content, which is addressing the problems of what your customers are looking for you're actually giving them a solution that is also something that i have looked and have found that to be much more relevant nowadays Pe people are looking for a solution so your content even if they have like hundreds of links outside going out or you know going to other pages in your website it still has to give an end solution or a stop to the person uh, or an answer to the person seeking for that particular keyword right yeah Another thing that I have noticed of mark mark difference, and this is where like the whole social media impact actually came in, was the fact that it's not about just writing content, it's also about distribution. And if you don't do distribution, and I follow this amazing guy uh, on, uh, his name is Ross Simons, and he has this amazing, amazing blog uh, place called Foundation Inc. And um, he's a brilliant content marketer. Uh, he always says that you write one piece of article and or one piece of blog or even one ebook, which is what your you know customers are looking for or you're you know trying to address a particular problem that they have, and you distribute the like you go all out for distribution, like right, like sure. you actually have like in a week you probably distribute it on your social media. You go back the next week and again distribute it on your social media platforms, like be it Twitter, be it Reddit be it TikTok for that matter, be it Snapchat, because people are everywhere. People, as you said, Claire, like people love getting bombarded with <laughs> bombarded with notifications and they would like to see you there. You can you can actually take a piece of content and you know you can convert it into various forms, right? You can make it into a video, you can make it into a blog piece, you can make it into a Twitter thread and yeah. people will actually consume that and people will click that and people will come to your site, which actually ends up like, you know, changes the whole... Uh, perspective of treating a block piece as a like a 500 word to the block piece which is like now a much more 2000 word well researched well written block piece which you distribute and distribute and distribute so yeah that's i think these are a few of the trends that i've recently seen it change and these are a few of the trends that i'm actively trying to implement as and everywhere i go or everywhere i'm touching 
yeah, that's what. Yeah, I mean, I love how tactical that is. Your your approach seems very much like there's like real good nuggets of what people can do to change in their organization. Um, where long form and multiple avenues of one content piece becoming multiple different kinds of things from video content or audio or or other kinds of, or even infographic or it become a chapter of an ebook a lot of different ways to utilize the the longer form content so i think that's that's fantastic you know are there what what other ways are you finding like what other tactics are you using to stay ahead of of just changes in seo in general well, I read up. <laughs> one thing that I always, always do, and this is something that I've uh, learned from one of my previous managers, and she used to come every day and she used to tell every day in the morning, 30 minutes, pick a topic and read. Uh, once I decided I wanted to become a content marketer and I knew that SEO is going to play a very important role. And, you know, there will be times where I might not have like a lot of people at hand, like who can quickly solve my problem. Yeah. When I started was that, that I wanted to just sit down and I wanted to read up what was happening. So yeah, Ross Simons was one of the person who I actually follow very, very religiously, like across like whatever plans and strategies he throws my way. If that's possible to implement it, I'll probably implement it all. Another uh, thing that I do definitely read up is a bunch of uh, posts from SEMrush. Like I do really find their tips and tricks very helpful. I also do follow a lot of AHREFs. And I also do follow a lot of these forums and communities wherein actually like uh, one of them being Superpath. I am not sure uh, if you've heard of it. It was it's by one of the content marketing agencies. Uh, they they have a community called Superpath, and they are brilliant. I mean, they do talk a lot about all these SEO tactics and hacks and you know things that you can do. And this is how like I actually start my day. And uh, once I have like a few things in my kitty, like I know what my plan is next steps. Usually I go with the plan, which is a 30, 60 and 90 day plan. And of course, then again, a yearly plan because I don't believe in that SEO is a one-time effort. It's never this that you find the keywords and you put in the keywords and you end it. No, it doesn't work like that. It never did, it never will. And in the future, it's never ever going to. So the first thing that I do is whenever I have an asset which I need to have it SEO optimized, I need a, I need a plan. So the first thing that I do is that I always open up Google Search Console. I see what are the keywords that, you know, if there are similar keywords that are being trending, uh, is anything which is throwing up from our website how is it like what's what does it look like when was it last updated is it getting enough clicks is it getting enough impressions um second step i do is i religiously open up semrush or ahrdf any one of them any one of these tools and i actually do a very religious keyword research okay like wherein like since now that i know that these are the queries for which more engage does come up as a result and even if it is in the probably in the 20 second page um i'll still consider that and and then when i finish up with the keyword research what i do is i actually figure out how what's the volume looks like what is the intent what are the keyword variations and i also see if there are competitors who are ranking if their featured snippets are ranking what is it that like you know which other sub features are they ranking for is it a pa is it a featured snippet section is it a is it uh like a link inside a link any of the images which are popping up and once I have all this data with me, which is like a lot of data usually yeah. at the end of the day, right? Uh, 
what I then sit and follow through is that I try and figure out whether that particular piece of content is, you know, how can I go proceed with it, whether it will have like every year a updated content, whether I can make like probably like 10 different variations of the content tomorrow and like, you know, again, as I said, distribute it, right? So these are the few things that I do take care. When it comes to the writing part of the content, my writers and I am a firm believer of the content optimization tools. I did, like I use Surface SEO. I mean, I've used uh, Phrase.io, I've used Surface SEO, I've used ClearScope. Pretty similar tools, uh, pretty great tools. They do give a lot of NLP terms. They do give a lot of these common words and phrases that other people use and like, you know, other of your competitors use. and what are they using? So you can do a quick deep dive into that. You have a result with that. Once entire, all of this information is available to me right now, then I sit back and I actually plan the next things, which is like, now that I know that I want a landing page or a blog, which is a little clearer from the type of asset that I'm having. So for example, if it's an ebook, which is like uh, catering to a specific region, say North America, I would probably have just a small landing page, which will go for the ads, which will probably have as a pop-up on our website, as a floating banner and have like, you know, and develop the cluster topics. If it is something like, uh, if it is a more like a global approach, I prefer, or if it's something like, which is a very top of the funnel content piece, then I, and if I see the search intent is more around informational intent, which where people are still learning what that trend is and trying to figure out what that trend is, I then always suggest to go for a blog because it's way easier to rank for a blog because you have a lot of scope of writing a lot of content around it. And I can also make out a bit of cluster topics around it. So my next plan that goes is that once I have figured out what are the keywords that we want to target for that particular asset and whether that asset will fit in the top of the funnel, bottom of the funnel or the middle of the funnel, mm -hmm. I make and sit and make a plan for the next 60 days. And the, usually the 60 days involves a whole bit of auditing, a whole bit of backlink generation, a whole bit of uh, guest post, a whole bit of social media posting. Basically very simple steps, which, which you can like actually invest like uh, I would say probably like uh, three days in a week and you can have like a proper plan for it, right? The 60 days plan is usually that. Post 60 days, uh, 60 to 90 days is when I revisit. Uh, I run an audit again. I actually see if things are working. Uh, you know, people are clicking, not clicking. If they're clicking, where are they clicking to? Are they really downloading? Is there MQLs happening? Have they converted to SQLs? If not, whether there is a break in the flow and all of that. Once that is done is when I come with a like a yearly plan wherein I see whether that asset is something that we would can we can come back every few months to update. Is it an asset which is like a one-off piece, which is like usually these uh very lengthy ebooks that we have. So they are like one-off pieces where we are going to put one up and we cannot update it anymore. We might need to have a fresh survey, we might need to run like you know, fresh content again around it. Yeah. Versus, well, will those be content pieces which will have regular updates or which will have like, you know, as and when regional areas pop open up, like if we are now targeting, uh, say, the Middle East as well as versus the North or the Europe versus North America, if there are things which are different, can I update that blog and actually make another set of cluster content pieces around it? So it's a huge work. Uh, usually, like a lot of tools help me. 
But having this clear mindset actually lets me tell my team that, hey, you know what, this is the plan. This is how we tackle it. These are the keywords that we want to rank for. These are the LSI keywords that we might need to target in the future. Uh, these are the guest post opportunities that will come up. These are the social media hacks and hashtags that we should like, you know, be yeah. after along with the PPC, which technically if it's a very bottom of the final content, usually your PPC also goes around with or ads do run with it. So that again goes, that is again a little bit synced with it because then we want to bombard people with the same content that if they are searching for email marketing, more engages email marketing ebook is the ebook that you get. Nothing else is what you can see. Yeah. So yeah, that's <laughs> that's usually my 30, 60, 90 to a year a plan, like which I usually have like in my head where I'm planning any strategy for any piece of content. I hope this answers the question. I mean, I love how comprehensive and how tactical you pointed out, like, okay, breaking things down, how organized you, you can make it and how you can take like, hey, let's just, how do you drive the content for a whole company into bite-sized chunks that are manageable? Because I think, you know, I almost felt overwhelmed by how much you're doing because I'm like, wow, there's so much going on there, but it's like so organized. And I'm like, okay, that's how she does it. She just kind of takes so much, she pieces it down and then she kind of works the plan and then you can get to an end result where after you know the 60 days, you can see how things are going and you can kind of reorient the year plan after you've gained some insight into what is starting to work, what's not working, or how how certain certain keywords are turning out. I love I love this impact, and I mean I definitely want to understand more about the cluster pieces and how you how you determine those. I I feel like that would kind of that would give me a full picture of how how to how to do this if I didn't yeah. know anything about content. Okay, uh, so when it comes to cluster pieces, one of the like you know one of the biggest challenges is figuring out what is the main keyword that you want that particular piece of asset or particular piece of content to be ranking for, and what are the supporting content that you can generate around that same keyword. One of the hacks, and this is something that I've learned uh, from Semrush reading up quite a bit on that, yeah. was figuring out what are the featured snippet opportunities that you have right like uh one of the reasons that featured snippet ranks or like you know you can actually push in that uh box that comes up in your google search result is basically trying to figure out where what are the questions that people are asking for now semrush has this uh like a whole section on questions so does i think ahref also has a section called questions you can definitely look into them mm -hmm. uh you can pick and choose because a way like as one of the trends that i've seen is that the way people search have changed quite a bit like we right now like literally type in entire questions to google so you know if you're answering a problem it's great because that's one of the topics which will rank which will get your branded keywords also on the top and it'll get your non-branded keywords also on the top right so those can form a part of your cluster right like your how to's your what's your why's those are questions that you can you should and you definitely should answer another thing that i always look into is as i said like okay i do go and check what your competitors are ranking around those particular keywords right like now uh for example, uh, one of the com uh, like, you know, a uh, very common um, uh, keyword for one of my previous companies was electronic signature, right? And they were very any North America centric company, right? And um, I remember 
people were looking for simple things as to how to do an e-sign on PDF. Like that's it, like because people struggle with it. And we wrote like a bunch of blogs around it, like, right, like, how can you do an e-sign on PDF with DocuSign? How can you do it with uh, ABC Signature, some other company? How do you do it at Rev? How do you how do you possibly make it happen? Like, you know, and what are the laws that you should be mindful of, you know, so that you're not like, you know, you're not doing anything which is illegal or you're not signing anything which is illegal if you and the whole process. And that was a theme that we maintained. And that theme actually started getting us a lot of conversions because these were people who were looking they were very very aware of problems and mostly like the target audience was CAs and you know people who are looking to send out these PDFs like HR companies and uh, um, they were very happy because we were giving them all possible solutions we were telling them okay these are the competitors these are how you can do it in the competitor website and yeah. very unbiased opinion right like we never we never ever approached like okay you know we are the best in the company we never did that we actually said okay these are the benefits if you use a company these are the benefits if you use b company and these this is how us we we produce it now you can do your pick and choose and select the one which is like suitable for your particular sure. sector or for your particular niche. So that's another thing that I always, always look into is that 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 question part is where you really want to hit and you really want to hit out. Another thing that I've seen is that sometimes it also depends on the intent of the question. Now, um, while uh, when I say intent, right, like there's an informational intent, there's of course the commercial intent, then there's the transactional intent where people are aware of your brand and they just want to go and purchase, right? Usually it is the informational and the commercial intent where you want to start, uh, you know, ranking. Now, informational intent, if your keyword is something which is a little generic in nature, probably something like, okay, uh, let's pick up another example. What is a business proposal, right? And this is a sales document, right? And we saw that people were still confused about sales agreement and business proposals and you know business uh, business contract, right? Like, and these are similar sounding keywords that you yeah. know, people did not know what they were working for or what they were looking for or what is it exactly, which which document particularly fit there. What we did was we approached it. Okay, we need to inform the customer that this is if you're building a startup, probably what you send out to your investor is a business proposal versus to what you send out to your customer is what is the sales agreement versus what is a business contract is probably a document which you do way before when you're probably registering your company right like and yeah those were things that were people looking for so the intent of the keyword led us to look at three different or three more keywords and what we found was again we looked into the keyword variations we kind of saw all the informational content picked those up and started building very long form very detailed content pieces around it so that people knew exactly what they are looking for and what they are searching for and if they do like if they did ever land up at rev they had the entire solution in place so our blogs were very long some of them went up to like five thousand words um, oh, wow <laughs> don't get it. but i i pref i used to prefer that and there's a reason behind that it was not keyword of it was never ever like you know for we never used to force keywords around it but what we used to do was make sure that if the blog is answering a question right 
that question is completely answered like the what's the house and this is something that i always used to tell my team whenever i used to train them that you write a blog piece it should be what your how your when your where and why everything should be answered if that blog goes up to 7000 words i'm fine with it but it should never be like i shouldn't be like okay after this what it should never mm-hmm. happen the person should get a closure in that blog piece itself right so yeah when i'm building cluster topics these are the few things that i try and keep in my mind when i'm building it definitely there are tools that helps I mean, Surfer SEO is one of them. They do have a section called Content Planner, which actually gives you the cluster topics. Uh, Sometimes Mm -hmm. they're relevant, sometimes they're not. You can definitely pick and choose and go ahead and plan accordingly. A thing that I've seen work is it also depends on the kind of keyword, as I said, that you have. Of course, the intent match happens in the competitor keyword you did and the questions you answered. The last thing that I do and I see is that is there something that we could offer to our customers via our content, right? And, uh, okay, it sounds very, like, I, I don't know, a lot of people have a very biased opinion about it. I have seen, personally, I've seen when I was working with this company called Airme, uh, people were looking for templates. Now, these are event organizers. They don't have a time for templates, right? Like, they don't really have a time to, like, make an Excel sheet. And they want ready-made templates that can fill up. When I was working for document management system, that was the same thing for calculators. People were looking for calculators, you know, where they can quickly calculate their tax or quickly calculate some business deal or uh, like, you know, how much will their contract cost, right? I'm yet to explore this at Moengage, but yeah, we are exploring certain things on customer engagement too. And I have seen that those are the places where it works best if you offer something so i don't know if you guys uh, like if you have used airtable airtable has followed this for, uh, format and they are doing brilliantly they wherein they actually just have pages after pages of content on these templates right and mm-hmm. these are templates which are pretty free you can download it of course there are certain features which will be closed because you airtable wants customers at the end of the day sure. but their strategy is brilliant and this is a strategy which i feel again depends on the industry or the niche that you are in if you are in a very competitive market like marketing uh, which more engage is this might not be the right way to go about it you might try to still stick around with the intent more and the competitors part more if it is something like rev rev was pretty much new in the sector and very uh, very very niche offering from india uh, as a b2b SaaS company um this is where I feel like, you know, we took, we could, you know, play around with, okay, these are the templates that they're looking for. Maybe, you know, if you are an HR person, these are the five templates that you should have in your kitty if you're recruiting somebody. So our blogs were much more like that. And our keywords were also much more specific because we knew who our target audience was and we knew exactly what kind of template to give them. So yeah, this is one more hack I actually learned over the years and I actually implemented and Believe me, we got did get a lot of signups, a lot of questions, a lot of conversions, a lot of leads. Actually, pretty interesting because we never expected that to happen, especially with yeah. as boring a thing as a contract or an agreement. But we did get a bunch of them because we eventually decided that it should be a part of the website, and we actually went ahead and made it a part of the website. Where you know, like we had an entire section which called templates, where people can go and click down and. Uh, sure. Look at the templates. Yeah, so these I mean, are the I, things. 
I love how user focused you are on the content of like, hey, you know, if someone's looking for how to calculate tax, you provide them a way to do that. Or if they're looking for a template to solve a certain need, you know, and you're kind of like a, even if you're like a on, you know, on the web spreadsheeting kind of database kind of company like Airtable, provide them the basic spreadsheet for them to do themselves. And after a while, they'll understand, well, you guys are just the experts in this kind of stuff anyway. So I'm just going to use your product and you're going to have the templates built in. So it's kind of like you're creating your, you know, your own competitiveness, but in the whole fact of trying to help the user in a way that makes it easy for them. And maybe um, after a while, those users will understand the the value proposition of the paid product is just there and so much better. And, and they'll, and they'll move towards that. I, I love that. Um, the, the, the one thing I keep on hearing from you is make more content and a lot of it. And I almost, <laughs> and I almost wonder, is there a point where there's too much content where, where it's, yeah. it's not helpful, but, but I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a, um, Okay, uh, very honestly, Clay, I'll answer this question very tactfully. Like, okay, now, um, for uh, one of my orgs where I was working, it was a B2C company, right? And yeah. kind of like Facebook, but it was for all pregnant and parenting people, right? Sure. And they were using it like Facebook. Like, they would literally open the app and they needed did a refresh and they needed new content around it. Yeah. Uh, we had very short forms of content. Like we had like those slideshows. We had uh, like probably like an infographic, uh, which was like, you know, which was fitted very well in the in your mobile uh, device. And sure. uh, at times there were months where we used to produce 600 pieces of such content pieces, right? Like that was like a huge number, but we needed to give it because these were like a million users and they were looking for content every yeah. second, right? And they wanted new content every second. These are moms who are at home or to be moms. There's so many problems in parenting. Like, you're you're, yeah, you're and endless amount were, of content you can write. Yeah, and, and the good part uh, was they also had a very good community. So we got a lot of ideas from the community itself. There, you know, the community is like, hey, do I give my kid this or do I, you know, should I even allow like a, this particular toy or how do I make toys at home? And these were the kind of searches that were coming in and these were the kind of queries that were coming in. And we could, we had that option of creating a lot of content. Sure. Um, very honestly, at Rev uh, or even at Airmeet, that option was not there. So we 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 were becoming like a very niche sector because these are people who are looking very specific content types. So there, instead of mass producing content, what we tried, what I usually follow is like a one is to ten ratio, right? Like and wherein when I say one is to ten, is that if you have a landing page uh, or if you have like one pillar page select up to that combination of 10 key, uh, keywords that I was talking about, right? Like your keyword questions, your competitor keywords, your probably your like, you know, your how-to keywords or probably a few of the templates format that you can probably include and yeah. select up to about eight to 10, not more than that, not less than that. Um, and I, I'll say why eight and 10 is a magical number. It's because you'll probably see in SEMrush, server SEO, every other tool you'll get that has to be the magical number. And I have seen that to be the magical number over the years. So I stick around with eight to 10. And what I do is I figure out that eight to 10 plus topics, your keyword and your content should be ranking pretty much pretty fast and pretty soon. Like uh, even if it is, if, it, if it's a competitive keyword now, your next question might be that, you know, uh, 
writing 10 blogs in a month, it's going to be a huge, huge task, right? Usually that's not how I do it. So I divide that among that eight to 10 keywords that I picked, right? Now there, keep a mix, keep a mix as in like, if it's a how-to blog, keep it very detailed, very lengthy, very informative, you know, solving your problems of your customer, talk about pain points, talk about solutions, talk about how you're making a difference, everything, like give templates if that's possible, right? Give your health documents links if you can. Give videos too, like give GIFs and videos too, right? So probably keep like a two of them for that. For the rest seven to eight, the magic thing that works, and I'm not ashamed to say it, is listicles. Oh my God, they work, okay? So you can probably pick like around another two more topics, which is kind of a listicle, which is more written from the SEO perspective. And I'll tell you why listicles work, is um, uh, things like people are looking for, they're looking for quick access. So remember, like I was telling you that we were talking about electronic signature on a PDF, right? And sure. then we came up with a list of companies which can offer you electronic signatures. Yeah. So we listed out all the NA companies on uh, from North America and we picked and listed them and we put them. One, it generated a lot of I because we were giving them links and they were coming back and checking us out. So that that actually got us interested, that got people interested. Um, another thing that happened was we were getting a lot of backlinks also. Now there were other companies who were at a smaller scale like at RevWars and we actually had people coming back and say, hey, can you also include a para like, you know, in our about us in the blog and maybe like, you know, you can give a similar content. So that opens up guest post opportunities for you. So have like around two around a listicle kind of a format. Mm -hmm. If you can include templates, have that. Space out your content. Like you don't have to push out content every month. I definitely wouldn't recommend. So focus on your main asset. Focus on distributing that asset. Probably over the next three months to like six months, three to six months is where you should aim for completing that 10 plus 10 thing. Uh, again, it depends on the kind of keywords that you're looking for. For a B2B, usually those keywords are very commercial in nature or if they're sure. very informative in nature, it might require a little bit more time. Space it out. It's absolutely okay. It's never a hard and fast rule that whatever you have to finish off everything altogether. It's never that. I would rather say have the main asset ready. And once you have the main asset ready, actually focus more on the distributing part rather than on the 10 keywords. Those yeah. 10 keywords that you select, they can work as a secondary option, like your second step. Once you're finished with your social media, your first round of social media is where you focus on the next 10. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I missed one more point. The two listicles that I select or, and the other two, I pick up actually two similar sounding keywords or the keyword variations which are like little similar or the plural form or the long form of that keyword sure. is basically I pick up those keywords to actually pitch for my guest post. So that is a place where I know it's going to be relevant content and it's going to get yeah. me a back. So yeah, that's, that's, that comes down to six. So wow. two you can I mean, that's super choose. comprehensive. I, I mean, I, I love how in depth you've gone on all this stuff and you know, we're, we're, we're running a little over. So I wanted to just give you some time to, to tell everybody who you are and if, uh, if you have any, anything you're working on or, or ways people could reach you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so basically uh, I'm working currently at Mo Engage right now and I'm taking care of the SEO and um, not complete SEO, SEO plus content, basically making sure that all their strategies are clicking, making sure that we are ranking. 
Uh, one small thing that I definitely want to leave with is that there are lots of strategies that are there regarding content and SEO. Don't feel overwhelmed because some work, some don't. Experiment because I have done that. It took me 12 years to figure out what's working, yeah. what's not working. B2B is very different from B2C. And I feel like you should treat it as that. Uh, B2B SaaS is very different from uh, B2B enterprise companies. Treat it like that. Treat mm -hmm. your keywords with a little bit of love. And I think figure out what is it that your problem statements are more than anything, even your keywords. And I think that should get you going. I mean, that should get your content rocking, even no matter what you do. Like, even if you don't do any bit of SUM, I feel if you answer your problems, answer the problems of your customers, I think that gets you the conversions that and the leads that you're looking for. And uh, yeah, that's about it. And I hope you enjoyed this session as much as I did. Yeah, this and has been fantastic. I, I really appreciate it. I think, I think you know, our listeners will gonna love how tactical this is. It has really been a lot of fun for me. So I wanna thank you so much for coming on. Um, and uh, and uh, and that's that's a wrap. <laughs>